El Paso, thanks for checking in with us today, Maspons MD. Today we're going to talk about uh, some of the, the backstory behind um, Aldo Maspons, um, Maspons Piatra Gastro, uh, Femidoc, the technology company that I helped co-found. I'm CEO of, of Femidoc. It's an app that you can download on, on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. And we think it's a way for you to, to have better outcomes when working closely with your physician and your insurance company here in town. Please feel free to drop some comments down below. Uh, check us out. On, we're on the podcast here that we're doing. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're trying to go live on Clubhouse. Eventually, we'll, we'll get there. And and we're also uh, check out the website of emmydoc.com. And, and if anything you want to learn about or you, you think that um, would be valuable to you, please uh, let us know in the comments. It's been a crazy, a crazy year, obviously for everyone. And I, I'm just reflecting about this time last year about where we were at. And we we launched. We have Vemidoc launched a this this COVID changed obviously all our lives and it definitely changed life for Vemidoc. And around this time last year, we were we were connecting people with with their or patients with their doctors through our app, doing telemedicine visits, keeping people um, seeing their doctor and keeping people as as best we can and keeping them healthy. Uh, it's it's been a great year uh, for a lot of different reasons and a really tragic year for a lot of different reasons. But I think that in in tragedy and suffering there's always opportunity to to get better and to to grow and that's just the the thread of my life i always i think we're like in in the in the region for for us and my family definitely we're we're fatalists uh we we're, we definitely love to suffer um but it's all for good it's it, nothing you know like my abuelita says que no hay un mal que por bien no venga so I, when I when so I'm, I'm from El Paso and I, and when I was moving back I was driving back home on my way and I was thinking about the amount of work that was waiting for me I had thousands of patients I'm a pediatric gastroenterologist and I wanted to find out ways I was trying to figure out ways I can see a lot of patients so I figuring out ways I can scale myself and so there was just, there was just no feasible way for me to see thousands of kids at a time and so I was thinking about that I was thinking about um, um, my niece who has she's special needs she has a, a lot of medical problems I was thinking about a lot of kids that I would see in med school so I went to med school in Dallas at UT Southwestern I went did my fellowship at Baylor and, and Houston at Texas Children's and we saw a lot of kids from El Paso that would go over to El Paso or go, go to Houston to get to receive medical care and I was thinking about the best ways to serve them in El Paso, we're significantly underserved, in, in, definitely in the pediatric world and also in the adult world of medicine. And I think that people don't necessarily know how underserved we are if you're just, you know, if you don't have a lot of experience in the medical world until you have to see a physician or until you need that specialty care. And that's when you realize just how underserved we are as a, as a community. And it's not fair to them and it's not, a, it's not fair to really Grasp, grasp that that severity at that moment because at that moment it's probably too late and so you, you, what you're faced with is having to leave El Paso um, at maybe and maybe stay in town but we're just we're just so underserved and and so that kind of got got me thinking about technology right because if, if you can scale um, if you're able to get um, 
your food ordered now, right? Like uh, in uh, anywhere you can you can you can uh, be anywhere in town and get something delivered to you. This is obviously after COVID, but you know if you're getting better service from the restaurant industry than you are from your physician, then I think physicians are doing something wrong. And you know just kind of bringing that whole picture together in, in ways that we can better serve our community. I would often get back when when I came back. Why did you come back home? What was it about El Paso that brought you home? You could have been in any city, USA and not struggled as much, probably gotten paid more and and had be a lot more fulfilled than coming back home. And the truth is it's, it was I didn't have a single gray hair when I when I came back home and probably like 2 months in is when I got all my grace. It's it's uh it it's uh it's not for everybody. I think it was definitely a lot of a lot of infrastructure that needed to get put in place. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, background work, and, and I came back home because I was needed. Um, I, my wife and I, we had opportunities to stay back in Houston. We had um, a lot of jobs for us there, and the Bay Area, and California, and you know, everybody knows. People who know me well know how much I love being in California, being in in, in the Bay, and it just the impact that I was going to have whether it's in technology or whether it's as a physician just wasn't going to be as strong um, starting off in those in those big cities than it would than it would be being back home plus my mom was here as that, that always helps so is there opportunity in, in El Paso Texas and I, th I think it's not from from a physician side from a tech side it's not for the weak that's for sure um, this is not a city where it's a plug-and-play kind of thing where you're if you're a physician and you just want to come in and there's definitely a need for sure there's a need uh, for physicians here but it's not it's not the kind of city where you just come in and say I want to work for an institution and start working right away that which is different from most cities so we I have friends who who are from El Paso they're very well trained and they have d different specialties and they've been turned away from coming back to from coming back home because the infrastructure is not there for them and so whatever institution it is that tells, tells them no is it because that institution is not ready for them or they just don't know how to, how to utilize their skill set and so when you're coming back to El Paso for, for just like people who are not physicians to to know about this this side is like doctors um, if you're in private practice there's a lot of things that go into being in private practice if, if you're in the in the tech space the medical tech space in El Paso there's a lot, a lot of extra things that go into being in the medical tech space in El Paso and it, there's just a lot of foundation that needs to be laid and a lot of people like to bring it you know I love I love sports and to think about it as in the sports technology and sports reference is like you have you have um, do you want to be in the startup startup world where you're you're starting a team kind of building it out kind of like what UTEP's going through right now right with a new coach coming in he has to essentially build a program back up from scratch um, that's what El Paso is like um, coming in starting fresh and build I left the medical school to to go into private practice for a number of different reasons and and one of them was I just I wanted to take care of patients the way I wanted to take care of patients and in, in a way that um, I think it's important for patients to have options, and I think it's important for for patients to to connect with their doctors, and I think it make, it makes for better outcomes. Um, not everybody not everybody is gonna click with my type of personality, and that's okay. Um, I, I I think that I offer a certain certain type of I'm a certain type of way, and I think that my the patients who the patients that I see and the families that I see, because I, I see us more as a team, and I and I really try to 
to to build on that. Like I'm just I'm part of the team that helps. My job is to help get your kid healthy, working as a team with the parents and and the, and your child. Um, and I want people to see me that way as as a teammate, not as somebody like an authority figure who's like, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do it my way, because that's that's not always the, the best way. Sometimes that, that's needed, you know, like tough love, but that's not always the, the best way. From a from an entrepreneurial side, from a technology side, it's it. So when we started Vemi Doc, um, so it's a mobile app. We what we do as a company is where we work to improve medical outcomes uh, for underserved communities like El Paso. And the job for us is to work closely with physicians and the insurance providers to help physicians manage thousands of patients. Right. So specifically about El Paso, we we don't have that many doctors. We have a lot of people who need to see doctors, and we figuring out ways to help that one physician or group of physicians manage their patient panel, thousands of patients, so that. Patients Patients feel connected to their doctors regularly, and when we pitched this idea, we went out to. We started off in the in the, in the mecca of of entrepreneurial um, tech startups. We went to the Bay Area, and it was a total it was a total flop, I think, for, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I think we we started this game about probably four years ago or so, and and I think that the the very first question that we got, so we met somebody from uh, tech. TechCrunch, and the very first question that we got was, "Who's the CEO?" <laughs> and, and we all looked at each other, and we we just we didn't have that identified. And I think we all were passionate about the project, um, but I, there was definitely a lot more maturity that needed to come come around uh, as a, as a team. And then I, once once we kind of found out roles and expertise and levels of. Um, levels of, of roles of expertise that's kind of I think where start, things started kind of shaking out a little bit more but it's a it's a tough it was a tough sell I think for for people number one outside just stating that we're a, a tech company from El Paso Texas um, I mean that was outside of El Paso that was not a sexy thing um, for sure I think at that time in 2021 I think now everybody in the United States probably knows about El Paso Texas um, and there's a lot of different reasons for that some of them unfortunate because of the shooting some of it uh, because of Beto O'Rourke and some of it I think because of our own work that we're just kind of spreading the word we definitely have a lot of pride being from EP but it was some barriers um, before and it's still some now um, and then just being from El Paso alone is it was I think not sexy to a lot of people being a technology company not from El Paso was not sexy to a lot of people and then being in a health space and and I I think that at least when talking to uh, investors or you know, there's there's different levels to this game there's when we're trying to get funding there's funding it for ourselves which is how we did it we bootstrapped it um, from within our own pool of money friends and family and then we went out now we're in the in the angel the angel um, space where we get pre-seed funding and so I, we'll, we'll have some announcements coming up pretty soon uh, with the lo locally and then we also have uh, we're engaged with talks from groups in Austin um, which I think it's, it's exciting for the city to know that we are, as an organization from Vemidoc, we're, we're, we're pushing forward. And I, if people who know me uh, know that one of the things I really love most is to is to be in uh, in the bigger stage representing El Paso. Kind of like what um, 
at the drive-in. If you guys know who at the drive-in is, they'll always start off with, um, you know, Cedric saying, hey Jim, who are we? And Jim says, we're at the drive-in. And he'll say like, tell them where we're from. Like, we're from El Paso, Texas. And they just start rocking out. That's what I, th- I want Vemi Doc to be. And that's what I want my um, sponsor, Pietro Castro to be, is I want everybody to know that I'm, I'm from El Paso. Um, and so like, I, I think that there's gonna be definitely a lot, of, a lot of pride once the news starts coming in there about things that we're doing. And, and I really think that we have an opportunity as an organization to do something special, uh, to really demonstrate new ways of practicing medicine. Um, we have the opportunity to help physicians uh, manage thousands of patients at a time in, in really unique ways. So creating cohorts of, of groups of patients, depending on what their disease is, and then manage them along months at a time, sending them check-ins, um, so sets of questions that are like, hey, so for me, I'm a gastroenterologist. So uh, for specifically for people who have inflammatory bowel disease, are you having any bloody diarrhea? Are you having any belly pain? Are you waking up at night because of pain? How's your appetite? Are you gaining weight? Are you losing weight? If I'm able to check in with my patients regularly, the goal for me is to always try to keep my patients out of the hospital, improve their quality of life. And, and this is helping me, helping me do that. So uh, economically, what kind of the struggles, what do they look like from just from the, like the personal side, entrepreneurial side? Um, I found great pride when I would interview starting from medical school. I used to shop a lot at thrift stores and mostly it was for necessity because I, I couldn't afford a lot of clothes, but I, I know I had to buy to buy a suit for interviews. And and I'm not sure how this was perceived at UCLA. So I interviewed at UCLA and I, and I knew I had an interview at UCLA coming up. So I went when I came back home to El Paso, I have a favorite thrift store that I went to that I would go to and I bought uh, a $10 suit, which was in my mind it was super awesome. It was a great looking suit. It was uh, if anybody saw the the movie Fletch, you know, like it was like a custom made suit from a dead guy. That was basically <laughs> basically me. Um, it was an awesome suit. It was like this brown pinstripe. It was maybe a little pimpy, but um, when I got to the interview at the end of the day, the director was like, "Man, you know, by the way, that's a that's a great that's a great looking suit." Uh, and I said, "Hey, you want to know how much I spent on this suit?" And he thought it was a very weird question. He's like, "I don't know, like two thousand dollars." $10 and I opened it up and had another guy's name <laughs> on the inside of the coat. Um, and I don't know how this guy, how he perceived it. But I didn't end up, I didn't end up matching into UCLA for, uh, for med school. Maybe it was a suit. I don't, I don't know. But, um, you know, the, these, those kind of stories kind of followed me along. And, and I think that it's, for me, it's, it's not, it's not about, the, the game is not about making money. Uh, I think the, the game has, is always about bringing value to, to people, um, whether it's uh, relationships, whether it's building a medical practice, whether it's um, doing a startup, it's about how I can leave the world a better place. And as cliche as that might sound, um, but I, I want to, that's what I want my legacy to be is like, I, you know, Aldo Maspons came to the world and uh, we're better off because he helped in this little way. Uh, however, however that is, I, I, um, I think about my grandma, I think about my mom, I think about my tios and tias and, and, and um, them being good people opened a lot of doors for me. And so I want to make sure that I'm able to open up those kinds of doors for for other people too. The the life growing up, I think for my mom and my and um, and my abuelitos, yeah, we humble beginnings for sure. Um, I, I think that um, so we we grew up in Lower Valley, uh, Juarez, Lower Valley, and then we moved to the east side. 
you know, my, my grandma, she's from Parral, she didn't have, uh, I think the high schooling she had was third grade, and um, and my mom was a single mom. My mom, we have really strong Bay Area connections uh, because my tia would move from Juarez to Oakland in the 60s, and my mom and my tios would move out and work there in the summers and then come back home to, to Juarez to continue to work. And I think that work ethic of just grinding and working so you can have better opportunities for your kids is, is something that uh, was instilled in us uh, early on as, as kids and I think that the story that I have I think is the immigrant story uh, it's I think it's a lot of reasons why people from people like from my mom's neighborhood or come back to El Paso is like they want uh, they want to have their kids go to better schools and do better things and, and push as much as they can so they can improve and and that's you know I tried to to embody that and I I can remember many a times where, um, so I think one of the reasons why I love snacks, so people people know me lo know that I love snacking. And I think one of the reasons why I love snacking was because we didn't have a lot of snacks in the house. <laughs> Growing up, uh, we had very barren cat, uh, um, pantries a pantry and and it, it was fine you know that's that's just the way it was and so we you know we kind of made do but um I, I, this is not a, a diss at all my mom it's more just kind of a, of just working and, and being grateful for what we have and and I, I never it's never 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 for me uh, about the money because money or well, i understand completely that money comes and goes um uh, you know when i when i started uh, private practice we had nothing coming in with zero dollars working for free for for a few years and um and I, it was the same thing with a with a, with Vemidoc. Um, we had all the money that and time that I, that I had was was going back into the company. And now that we're we have some contracts and we have some funding from uh, from a great group of angels, um, you know things hopefully will start turning around from from the impact that we can have um, from impacting locally uh, to then moving regionally and then statewide and then growing nationally. The, the goal for us is to really help people in Medicaid population specifically and then growing out beyond that who are underserved have the best medical outcomes. When I was when I was in med school, when I was in, in residency, so I met school in Dallas at the county hospital there at Parkland and then in Albuquerque I did my residency at UNM and what I saw, I was a part of really big uh, county networks and I just saw massive amounts of patients who, who needed medical care. They would get it from, a lot of them would get it from the county system which is not uh, necessarily a sustainable model. Um, they would go to the ERs and there was definitely a lot of ER visits that could have been preventable. Um, but that all goes back to the network and infrastructure that's in place for, for people on, on, on Medicaid. And those are the kind of people I love, I love working with. When I, was, when I was growing up, I didn't know, I guess I didn't know what I didn't know, right? There, there's like, I, I remember specifically passing by El Paso Community College and uh, the, the Valle Verde campus, and there were some apartments that, that popped up. And I remember thinking, man, when I grow up, I wanna go live in those apartments and go to that school. And that was like, big time for me. And then I started learning a little bit more. I'm like, well, you know, maybe there's a, maybe I can do a little bit more. And maybe I get there and maybe I can do more and maybe I can do more. And I remember in, in, in high school, um, I was in, I always wanted to be a doctor and I just, I didn't know how. Um, but I remember thinking about college 
and I, I remember that um, thinking that there was only a few there was only a few things that I could do as far as I understood what college to be representative because this is pre-internet obviously um, I could be a teacher go to college be a teacher I could be a college to be go to do business administration a lawyer or a doctor those are basically the four careers um, that I thought college offered me and then when I got to college I you know I got to college at Santa Clara knowing that I wanted to be a doctor and then I realized that I was number one one of the only people who whose family didn't go to college um, and so that was a crazy experience for me also I was I, I remember going on a tour and knowing that I was one of the only I was we were doing the, the campus tour when we were starting the orientation and the, the the person leading the tour was like okay that's the financial aid office who here is on financial aid and it was like 50 people and I was the only one that raised my hand and then I realized well I guess I guess I'm the only poor one I don't it was, it was pretty it was, it was a wild it was a wild observation and and so then uh, essentially what I'm getting at is that like throwing myself into very uncomfortable situations is the way I, um, I learn best and it's it's been I realize now that that's like that's my DNA is is being a, as most uncomfortable as I can be um, and I might fail and that's fine um, but I got better because I I just failed and I learned and and I I remember going back to Cathedral having that very lesson I, I went back two years in um, I, I took a, a took a calculus class or, or a physics class uh, uh, and I remember having the, the third lowest grade in this in, in that class and the guy wrote the the scores on the board they, and this is I'm, I'm a good physician okay I promise um, but the, the the professor wrote the list of all the grades and I just kept looking at at my number and I'm like man how low is this guy gonna go and I got a 29 on that test and I think the the lowest was like a 19 or something or 10 or something. But I think a lot of people probably would have gotten discouraged to to be like, well, maybe I'm not cut out for this. And I realized at that moment, I'm like, well, I already know what I want to do. So I got to figure out a way to get there. And and that's how I think the this whole like ingredient list for this bootstrapping stuff kind of came up. Everything becomes like a like a dish for me where it's a, it's a dish made up of a, a lot of different experiences. And it's just this um, and I and I can pick out different flavors, I guess, from from that dish at different moments in time that kind of uh, inform the dish. Um, and and I and there's a lot of a lot of experience that I'll, experiences and, and and memories that I'll draw from to to keep it going. And essentially, it's the same thing: is 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 improve and it, and achieve. And and I can I I mean I think like from a from an economic perspective, like poverty perspective, um, I just those were those were rough times. And they they informed me a lot. I mean just. Uh, I went to Juarez just last week, and and I remember when when we were kids, being on the bridge, and we would pray that the car wouldn't stop, <laughs> wouldn't stall out on the uh, on the bridge, because that happened to us a lot, where where the car would just die, and then we would have to like push the car over the over the bridge, and uh, and I remember, so I remember thinking like, when I grow up, I want to have a car that works, and I want to have a car that has air conditioning, because man, it was rough <laughs> when you're on the bridge without air conditioning so you know you know people from from Juarez El Paso know know that one really well because I think uh, that was in my mind that's when you made it when you had a car you can roll up the windows and have air conditioning oh man the best um, but I, I think the the one the the one teacher of my abuelita would say that always gets me through 
uh, in those uncomfortable situations um, because it, it, it is something that I really look to be in uh, as long as it's gonna make me better right? it's not I'm not trying to be in uncomfortable situations just to be in a comfortable situation um, she would say like un buen gallo en cualquier periquera canta and I would use that to, to be like you know I I can do it porque yo soy un buen gallo <laughs> a good a good rooster can sing anywhere it doesn't matter where where the rooster is and so that's that's what I'm trying to be um, and, and I think that as a city uh, for El Paso I think we we oftentimes get categorized as being complacent um, and not pushing hard enough and I and I always want people to know for me at least that I'm I'm pushing um, that I'm, I'm, I don't want to be complacent and I don't want uh, I want to be sure my, my my patients are aware of that too is that I'm not I'm not I'm definitely the kind of doctor that knows my limits and I'm not trying to be the doctor that's like no the know-it-all um, but I'm I will definitely be honest with you and say that you know, I've, I've met my my limits and I'm gonna refer you out to to a, a higher level of care from a from a technology side this is why I'm pushing is because I think that we've we there's nothing magic that's gonna happen in El Paso that all of a sudden we know that we're underserved and there's nothing magic that is gonna all, all of a sudden just change that that fact um, you know, there, all the money in the world can attract all the physicians I mean if, if you're at least definitely in the pediatric specialty space you can realize that we don't have we lost a lot of those specialists because they come here and, and they see that it's it's not for them for whatever reason um, you know it might not necessarily be a money thing it's whatever it is right it might, it might be a cultural thing it might be just a, a goodness of fit thing but they leave and I'm pushing I'm not being complacent and I'm pushing to figure out tech, tech, using technology is to figure out bridge that divide and, and bring us together to to improve outcomes for the, the citizens of the people of the region that, that need it and I'm Aldo Maspons CEO and co-founder of Bemidoc I'm going to keep telling you informing you about about this trajectory that we're on uh, I think it's it's uh, it's gonna be a good story um, it's it's exciting and I'm happy to share it with with everyone because I, I hope that everyone can take a little bit of, of learning from it um, and that we're all we're all we're all better because we're all working together to improve uh, our region so thanks for watching and, and uh, stay tuned for for more awesomeness hopefully <laughs>